to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. What's up? Welcome to another episode of EST, the podcast for established church leaders by established church leaders. I'm Josh, that's Micah, and that's Sam, and we are so glad that you are listening today. Micah, Sam, how's your day going? Pretty good. Fantastic. I've already had several meetings, and we have moved our podcast scheduling date, which our listeners would never notice. but. Uh, or care for that matter, but um, <laughs> because yeah, they don't we're, listen to it at that time, right? right people listen when they listen. You're still the, allowed to listen to it whenever you want to. Absolutely. <laughs> I wonder beauty. if there will be a, you know, a per- perceived difference in our attitudes. I mean, there's a difference in Monday morning and be. Thursday. That's true. That's right. We're not as tired, you know. Ah, uh, I'm I'm jazzed on Monday mornings, you guys. I'm not tired. I know, but we just extended all this energy, but it's really kind of like the second work day. And this is, this is my Friday. I'm, I love Thursdays. This is the mm. last day of the week. I, uh, I only take one day off day a week. week. Yeah, you do? Yeah. yeah. I, take, I take Friday and Saturday. I, take I just Friday, do Saturday. Saturday, Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday lunch. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm a hard worker. I'm a hard worker. I promise. Um, so... I was going to say, oh, yeah. Okay. So, I get this question a lot through Twitter. In fact, I got it twice yesterday. So, I wanted to just throw this out on a podcast. Not that very many people will care. But so, this is what we use. We use CAST, T-R-Y-C-A dot S-T uh, to record our – that's what we're recording on right now. We use Spreaker to publish it. And then all three of us have – What's called a Yeti Blue microphone. I get that question all the time. Yeah, I get uh, it a lot as well. Thank you for mm-hmm. clarifying. That's what we use, all three of us. Um, you know, and my Yeti is actually black, which is super cool looking. So mine's <laughs> mine's the classic silver. Mine is the classic silver too. You guys are just so much more classier than me. I'm the I'm the renegade, right? Mm. Whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> let's talk about. I completely just drew, drew a blank. What was our topic? We're going to talk about extroverted pastors. If, if, you know, <laughs> yeah. our, if our pre-production meeting uh, went it went so well, to, yeah, that those those three <laughs> minutes make the entire difference <laughs> yes. in the podcast. You guys, by the way, my window is open right now, and like <sighs> fifty-two degree wind is blowing in through my window. It feels That's really good. Huh? Heavenly. We're preparing for a tropical storm. I didn't Again. know there was a tropical storm out there. Is this well, Karen? We call this Thursday in South Florida. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. No, there's some, there's some, dis, you know, it's, uh, it, it goes like this. There is a disturbance in the Gulf that in could come our way. And, mm. and it's the, that is lit in October, September, October. That is particularly October. That is the news every night. There is a disturbance, a low pressure system that could That's come the weather. Our way. That's the yeah. weather. Ours is like, it could get cold, but probably won't. That's how, that's, <laughs> that's the weather. At least that's what it was in Texas. Our offices are actually an old house. <clears throat> not that old of a house, but it was formerly a house. Is it haunted? It, it's not. Um, I don't think so. There's a basement that looks like it could be haunted, but. Um, Do you keep the interns in the basement? No, no. <laughs> this is no fun. I mean. You... But my point is that a couple of our offices have these big sliding glass doors. And so I have a whole wall that looks like windows. But so on beautiful weather like today, 
I can just slide that sucker open and it's just, it's like, like you just go right outside. I mean, it's beautiful. I love that feature of my old house office. Are you guys extroverted? Yeah, I'm a pretty extreme extrovert. Micah is perceived to be an extrovert, but I think he has said he's introverted. Okay, so I I like to nuance this. I would say I'm an introverted extrovert in the sense that I really am an off the charts extrovert. I mean, I'm if I walk into a room, I like to work the room. I think mm. the older I get, the more introverted I've become, and the longer I've pastored large churches, the more introverted I become. And I think it's because my demand on my time is so people heavy mm -hmm. that when I like I have the amount of time I have in my office with nobody else in my office where I'm not doing a podcast like this with you guys, I bet it's less than five hours a week. Yeah, but and we're so, kind of like family, right? You're just, you're just relaxed. With we sure, are, but, Josh, still, sure. <laughs> but we're still exerting energy, con you know, conversing. I mean, I'm talking the amount of time where I'm in my office and nobody else is in here and I'm not having to talk to anybody mm -hmm. is probably around five hours a week or so. I can feel so, that. Yeah. So I love some time by myself. I like quiet time. I like driving in the car when I'm in, or in my new truck when I'm not having to have mm. anybody there with me. You have a new truck. What'd you get? I do. It's uh, it's used. It's a 2017 Chevy Silverado, but it's I'm, I'm uh, pretty You're a Chevy guy. Got your, oh, I, I've been wanting man. a Chevy Silverado for a while. Sam. Yeah. I've been thinking about my truck had some uh, work being done and they gave me a loaner. Guess what it is? A Jeep. It's a Ford Flex. Oh, I loved I, when we had a really, Ford Flex. Now, Sam, I really want to ride on the window. Don't judge me. It's a loaner because I'm embarrassed <laughs> as I'm Those, driving. Let me around. tell you. The Ford Flex is one of the most underrated vehicles out there. It is an amazing vehicle. We, we until our family got too big, we we outgrew it. We, we had one, we loved it. It was Sam, my wife's. You've got vehicle. a Jeep, don't you? you yeah. So no, my my wife is uh, my wife is Ford through and through. So she, you know, her whole family were that's right, uh, Ford Ford factory workers. They you know they built the Explorer, the Expedition. So you know she drives a Ford because she's loyal. Um, and you know Ford's by far the superior company of any of the <laughs> American American automobile manufacturing companies um and no but i'm a jeep guy so uh yeah i drive a jeep ring i agree with her stance on ford but i will say that micah's truck is pretty it it's is a beautiful a pretty, truck. pretty truck I, well, I ca it came down to my truck or a jeep sam and i finally just decided the truck was more functional i like so, the way Jeep's and, I, and i'm a the big guy i mean i'm a big guy the jeep didn't give me a ton of room the truck I'm a tiny gives guy. me a lot of room <laughs> um so <laughs> i think this is obvious to a lot of people but maybe not Extrovert, introvert, those are not the same, but sometimes I think that they're mixed up with optimism and pessimism. Oh, well, that's actually yeah. a really good point, Josh. I, I, think, I think each personality trait gets stereotyped in ways that is not true. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have, you know, we have kind of the cultural understanding of what an introvert and extrovert is. And then we have like the scientific understanding, right? So, um, you know, there's studies on this. There's a lot out there, particularly in introverts in ministry. Yeah, just because you're an introvert doesn't mean that you dislike people. And just because you're an extrovert doesn't mean that, you know, you're always positive and, in, you know, outgoing. Um, but it's more about where you derive your energy from. Do you derive your energy from lots of people and crowds or do you derive your energy more from just kind of being one-on-one -on -one in small groups or by yourself? Hmm. And, and that's really more, I think that's a better way of understanding introvert, extrovert. Um, you know, I think anyone can lead a church, you know, for whatever personality you have, there's always pros and cons to either side. So I think we do need to make some, you know, distinctions and definitions here. 
you know, yeah, we're not talking about, well, if you're an extrovert, you're really outgoing and everyone loves you. And if you're an introvert, well, yeah, you must be a cynic that no one wants to be around. I think that that's an improper stereotypical. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. we all know those extroverted people who are pessimistic that's and they're right. you can be the worst. Yeah. Absolutely. They're, the worst. they're just loud and mean. So I don't like that. <laughs> they're just loud and mean. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam, you are extroverted. Micah, you're extroverted. I think I'm extroverted. I think you're a lot of extroverted. I think you're a lot of ministers start off extroverted and then ministry beats that out of you. So I will tell you one of the surprising <laughs> things I found, like when I went to work for Ed Stetzer at Lifeway and we worked with a lot of uh, pastors that you would know, right? So these mm -hmm. are folks leading really large churches, national platforms, that, that sort of thing. The majority that I worked with were introverts of these big sort of nationally known large churches. My experience was that most of them were introverts, which I found very interesting. And I'll be honest with you, actually made me really struggle with whether or not that meant I wasn't going to be able to ever lead anything of, uh, you know, like a larger church. I thought to myself, well, am I not, do I not have the characteristics necessary to do that sort of thing? Hmm. Yeah, I had, uh, I won't name names. Uh, usually I do, but in this case I won't. But I, I actually had the opportunity to have lunch with a small group of people, with a pastor who was extraordinarily well-known, if I said the name, you'd know it. And um, he just sat there and ate a sandwich. Mm -hmm. And that's all he did. Like literally did not say a word. <laughs> sat there, ate his sandwich, and when he was done, he got up and left. Mm -hmm. See, was, that's why. It was this, and he's, he's an introvert. He's awkward. an extreme introvert. And it was the strangest lunch meeting ever. When, when you talk about what you – what you, your definitions you used a minute ago, Sam, and – Last night I led a small group of eight or nine people and uh, in, in a Bible study, and I had so much fun. I think I really do get more energy from the smaller group or, you know, the part of ministry that I love the most right now is systems and one-on-one -on -one coaching. And so that's where I drive a lot of energy. At the same time, I think a lot of preachers – really enjoy preaching, which seems so extroverted, but it, I guess it doesn't have to be. No, not at all. Right. Uh, Why, what's the element of preaching that would be introverted or how do you, how do you classify it that way? Or how well, there's you? a level of isolation with the stage. Sure. You're not, You're kind of you yourself. are communicating to other people and they are not conversing back. Mm -hmm. So right. just just be there are a lot of introverts that love preaching because mm -hmm. there's there's no I mean you also, obviously you want an engaged congregation that may talk back to you a little bit but and, and that's a Holla good thing. That's a, yeah, the hot, yeah, that's great. That's but there there's not a conversation. You're imparting mm -hmm. wisdom, you're you're preaching, you're inspiring. Um, that 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 can be a very much introverted activity. It doesn't it doesn't just because you enjoy the stage. I don't think that has anything to do with extrovert introvert. So I think one of the elements we were going to talk about was the weaknesses of extroverted people because they tend to be, uh, you know, christened. They're like, well, extrovert. That's what you want to be, right? That's that's the desirable trait. But there are some weaknesses to being extroverted, right? Oh yes, um, I am a case in point because. Um, I when I took the Myers Briggs personality inventory, and you know you don't have to know exactly what that is. If, if you don't, you can look it up. But I am an ENTJ, and I'm extreme in each of those categories. And the E is extrovert, and so I scored almost a perfect score on extrovert. And I think I got a zero on an I introvert. I think that's so what I scored too. I'm I am anytime I take a personality inventory, mm -hmm. I'm pretty extreme. So what that means is is I can be very annoying. 
Um, no. And I've, I've learned that about myself. The least annoying person I know. <laughs> oh, no. No, I... I I, I can that I can sounds rub. like I'm being but I, I do love you Sam I, mean, I know you're not but I can I can rub people the wrong way I can be very visceral um, I can be very extreme um, I'm a maverick in you know my leadership style mm -hmm. I, you know I don't like to be pinned down at all so yeah I I guess that's one of the weaknesses that I have is you, you know I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say and I'm gonna say it loud and boldly and hey you. you're free to you're free to yell back at me if you want but most people don't want to do that so mm -hmm. yeah I, I guess I can be I'll just I'll just look at this from a personal perspective. Yeah, my extrovertism can make me a bit annoying at times. Mm -hmm. Would yeah, you say you're desperado? I, I was gonna say that's actually exactly how I am, Sam. I mean, I, I actually I say that. I remember when I came to Brainerd, I said I was talking about my wife and I, I said, "Look, my wife. Everybody loves my wife. I'm pretty strong-willed. I'm pretty dominant and aggressive and stubborn. So give me six months to a year. Some of you in the room are not going to like me. You're all going to love my wife, but some of you are not going to like me. And I mm. found that to be true all the time. I mean, I, I think that's just part of personality. That doesn't give me permission to be an awful individual. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying right. that I do tend to sort of I can I can be off-putting to some people and I have to that has to be one of the things I constantly reflect on in my own life and ask myself, you know, am I being a jerk even unintentionally? I actually said the same thing yesterday. There was a pastor in a town, I don't know, maybe an hour away, and he said that he ran into some of our church members at a high school volleyball game and they just love you. That's what he said. They just love you. And I said, "Yeah, it's only been a year. They still like me. They don't know and me yet. <laughs> you know, they, they, there will be some that don't right now. They kind of still do. Um, I'm looking up. I think I'm an ENTJ as well. But so what are some, so besides being potentially belligerent, what would be uh, some other weaknesses? Is there any organizational, like how I said that, like I put four extra syllables in there, any organizational uh, weaknesses to being extroverted? Yeah. Well, you know, organ how you lead an organization, I think, I think ext extroverts tend to bounce too much. Mm. So you give me a room full of people and I'm literally going to go try to talk to everybody mm -hmm. because, and, and, I, and I'm going to talk, you know, maybe two minutes with each person. I'm going to move yeah. on. And, and that's just a natural sort of extroverted thing to do is to bounce around. The only problem with that is you can be seen as quite superficial and uncaring. That's if you, right. Particularly with introverts. If well, you bow out of a, you know, just when they're, I mean, you know, you're, you're pretty much done when they're, just beginning to get warmed up. And, and it's not, and not even Sam, just that you're seen that way. You may actually be that be way. Be that way. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, yeah. right. I mean, you may be surface, you know, everybody, but you don't know anybody very well. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, you know, leading an organization, it, it helps me being an extrovert because I, I practice management by walking around and I do that during the week and I go say hello to everybody. And, 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 and in that way, it's good. But if you're at a church setting, and you're bouncing around too much, yeah, the the people that don't know you well, they're going to feel slighted. They're not going to, in many, in, not, I won't say most, but in many cases, you know, they're going to be like, wow, I, I was just beginning to open up and they bailed. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to be very careful about that if you're an extrovert. You may not even see it. You may be completely blind to it. I know I have been. And so what I've done is, you know, when I feel like, okay, I'm pretty much done with this conversation, I just make myself stick around for another five minutes. Hmm. Like I just stand there and I just say, I have to, I have to hear this person out. I'll tell you, the, sorry, go ahead. 
And I, I, I was just going to say, don't interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> that was my next thought. <laughs> was, um, I did that segue on purpose for you. I, it, that was really <laughs> funny. Yes, yeah, that, completely unintentional. Yes. I've noticed extroverts when they talk, they tend to be like, mm-hmm, yes, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh-huh. I do that on this show. I need it, to quit. It, it, we all do that. And I do, I do mm-hmm. that. So, this is the pot yeah. calling the kettle black. You know, yeah. I've, I've done it. <laughs> so, stop <laughs> talking. You know, just I have to sometimes tell myself like literally in my my head. Stop talking, Sam. Stop saying, mm-hmm, yeah, uh-huh, because you just feel the need to interject. Uh, it's rude. It's very rude. So, I, one of the things I think that goes along with all of that, Sam, is, and I know this is true in my life, I love people. So, when I'm in the office, I lead by walking around. I usually go to other people's offices more than I have them come to my office. It would be, I mean, probably 10 to 1, the amount of time I'm in their offices versus them coming to my office. But the problem with that is I am fueled and energized by walking around having these conversations. It can be problematic in two ways. Number one, I can constantly interrupt uh, their workflow and their day, particularly if they happen to be task-oriented people. A guy walking in and saying, let's have a conversation can be disruptive to them, frustrating, emotionally draining to them. And so I've got to be, I was literally thinking about this just yesterday. I've got to be more careful about that. And then I think the second thing is just for me, my, myself, my own productivity, it can be detrimental because I would rather be out of my office seeing other people than I would be in my office at my desk writing or reading or something along those lines. And so I have to understand that weakness and, and intentionally maximize my productivity. Otherwise, I won't be productive. But I'll have friends with, you know, I'll be friends with everybody. Right. I think um, what you were talking about a minute ago, Sam, and I've, I've found this about myself. And I don't know if this is a extroverted quality or characteristic, but... When I walk into meetings with people, I will almost always say to myself, ask more questions than you talk. Like when you when you sit down with this person, because I tend to just talk and they'll ask one question. And I talk for, I don't know, 20 minutes, you know, because it feels like sometimes and I think this is culture. I think this is my personality. It sometimes feels like pastors are supposed to have answers and we're supposed to just share all the life's meaning, you know. And so what I've done is created the habit where when somebody says something to me, I'll ask a few more questions. Just keep asking questions until there's some clarity there and then interject a little bit. So I think that that's similar to what you're talking about there with depth instead of just, hey, what's going on? I like that shirt. You know, do you have a great week? The weather's good. And then you keep walking, you know, be more about what they think, what they feel, those sort of things. Yeah, the, the other thing, back to Micah's question about organizationally, extroverts tend to want larger crowds, larger groups. Mm-hmm. And I think extroverts make the wrong assumption that every time there's a gathering, it needs to be big. Um, and, and, I, and, you know, introverts are naturally going to gravitate towards smaller gatherings. And so, you know, whenever – and to give you an example, so whenever we have a gathering here at the church, I'm all about, hey, let's invite as many people as we can. Let's get this, you know, let's, and it's not that I'm looking for big numbers. It's just, I just like a lot of people there, but not every group that gathers at the church needs to be big. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some groups are designed to be small, confidential. Uh, so this idea of, hey, come on by, or, you know, the more the merrier, that, you know, that mentality is not always wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I struggle with that. Um, you know, I think extroverts can tend to, uh, d- you know, wrongly invite too many people to certain gatherings. Um, and, and I think it's, you know, organizationally, it's healthy, obviously, you know, with your worship gatherings, you, you want to invite everybody into that. Uh, but that doesn't mean that every gathering needs to have everyone invited to it. So we've talked a little bit about 
I think we've talked more on the level of what we're doing to other people, uh, what extroverts do to other people. We, you know, we sometimes communicate an idea that we don't care or we might be superficial or we're ruining their small group time because we made it a big group time, those sort of things. What are we doing in the level of um, to ourselves? What do extroverts do um, that's really detrimental to yourself if you don't catch it? Hmm. I don't know. Because I'm an extrovert and I don't know my weaknesses. Well, I think I mean I think there is the reality that we will. I'll just tell you for myself. If I'm if I have some time set aside for me to rest and recuperate, and somebody asks me to come do something with them or to be with them, I will jump at the opportunity to go be with them, do something with them, say yes to them, um, instead of recharging my own batteries. And I will often find myself perpetually tired. I can't count the number of times when someone says, how are you doing? I'm great, but man, I'm just tired right now because I, I have a hard time saying no. Uh, I can remember even going all the way back into college. I had a horrible semester one year in college. And in this one semester, I tried to break up with my girlfriend at the time who was Tracy, who's now my wife. I wasn't sure I was a believer. I thought about dropping out of you know, school. I thought, no, I'm not really called to ministry. No, I, mean, I don't know this story. Oh, my mm, gosh. It's fascinating. And I just had this one horrible semester. I mean, it was all just, it was horrible. And I was talking to my pastor. And finally, I don't remember if it was my pastor or someone else hit on something. He said, Micah, are you sleeping very much at night? And I said, well, no, I stay up playing video games until about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And then I go <laughs> to uh, school at 730. And he's like, well, dummy. You know, he said it much nicer than that. But basically, my problem was I couldn't say no to time with people. Like, I wanted to be with people. And so I would, if they were going to be up till two in the morning, I'd stay up until two in the morning. I didn't really care about video games that much. I just like hanging with people. And then, and I at would, that point, that was like Pong, right? Uh, it was Goldeneye. It was 007 Goldeneye on the Nintendo 64. James Bond. Oh, Long. wow. <laughs> and uh, I mean, uh, and I do take offense to your comment there, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to tell you guys a comment about being old here in just a minute. But, Okay. My point is like for me, I was not I, – I literally was – it so devastated my life, this lack of sleep over a three-month extended period. But I couldn't say no to being with people. I mm. mean when I say I'm an extreme extrovert, I'm an extreme extrovert. Like I love people. Um, but just the older I get, the, the more I find myself loving quiet time. Okay. So let me tell you this old story real quick. I was, okay. I was hanging out with one of uh, – a guy in our church, young guy in our church. And he was telling me about his life group. He's, he's pretty young, just graduated college. He's married. He's about 22, 23 years old. And he said, I love my life group because I love hanging out with the older folks. I've always loved hanging out with older people. And um, I realized who he was speaking of was our 30-year-old worship pastor. Shut up. And he said, I love hanging out with the older guys. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm not. Our, you I know, had a lot at, of fun with our worship pastor when I told him that. As our, as our listeners know, I'm in a college town and our – Baptist Collegiate Ministries director, BCM director, uh, just told me this week that college freshmen were born in 2001, 2002, that, that time frame there. That's right. Um, I mean, you can serve in the military now if you were born in 2002. You're old enough to now go into the military. <laughs> that That's not that Stop long ago. Stop it. <laughs> it's not that long ago. <laughs> that's crazy. So, all right. So we do need to rest more as extroverted people and, um, and stop being superficial with others. Anything, this comes from a post that you, you wrote, Sam. Did you get any pushback from it? Did extroverts attack you for being critical? No. No. I, I, well, <laughs> nobody wrote me uh, nasty grams, but mm -hmm. um, maybe some people disagree with me and that's fine. 
uh, yeah, it came from a post that I put out at samrainer.com. Um, but yeah, I guess the, the other thing that I'd add to, to Micah's point is, you know, the Bible does say that we need to have solitude with God. And that is a major struggle for me is that, you know, Jesus withdrew from the crowds. He had his time alone with God. And I, you know, and you know, more than just devotional time, but, you know, this this practice of, of solitude, um, not not isolation, clearly, you know, that that's bad for the soul where you're completely isolated from people, but a season of solitude. Uh, frankly, I, I've rarely done that. I mean, once every five years will I do that. And part of it's just to have four small kids and, you know, have a family and a busy life and all that. But I think that extroverts tend to uh, never practice this spiritual discipline of solitude. And there's a lot of value in practicing solitude, time alone with God. But yeah, I, I really struggle with that. It is, you know, if someone said, hey, you know, this is, it's the week, you're going you're gonna to practice solitude, I would just, I would not look forward to it. <laughs> it would not be a fun thing for me. Um, you know, I even hated like working in a cubicle um, when I was in the corporate world in the bank. And then when we, when I went into the futures trading world, we had open floor, you know, desks that were more open. And that, that was my, that was my thrill, man. I loved just walking into a room full of people, noise and all sorts of right. stuff. And, you know, and. Um, Do you guys study like at coffee shops, like where there's lots of noise? That's yeah. easier for me. Oh, oh yeah. I, you know, when I'm studying for my sermon, mm -hmm. now I have to, I have to, I have to write it home because I'm like Micah. Um, I actually. And I, you know, if I'm studying the office and I hear steps like in the hallway, I'm like, "Ooh, are they going to come in? Are they going to come in the office?" Yeah, can I get like hope, like puppy? I, I get the hope that you know they're going to jump in my office and come talk to me. Mm -hmm, yeah. So I, I, I have to really work. I'm a writer. I, I love to write, um, but I, I'm an extrovert. So I, I, it's a big discipline for me to sit down and and write a sermon and and, and all of that because yeah, I, you know, um, Mondays are my day to to write my sermon, and then um, I spend a half a day writing. Uh, other stuff and I have to force myself to do it. And I really enjoy it. I love the practice of writing, but it, yeah, I would much prefer people be all around me. But then, you know, you get interrupted too much and you don't finish what you're supposed to do. Mm. I I find that I do better study outside of the office because of the same thing that you're saying. I like to just, you, you're you both saying, I like when people come into my office, I like to go into their office. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that thing you're working on. Even if it's like, I don't really have anything to do with it. I just want to talk about it and let's, let's kind of hang out. I have to go out to where there's like a lot of noise around me, but not directly related to me and study. I think that's the extroverted side of things. I, I know another weakness, or this is at least a weakness in my life. Something I struggle with is because of my personality and because I'm always kind of joking around, and, um, those sort of things, I can get offended when I feel like certain relationships are nothing but belittling one another, it's, I think, and I can see I'm having, I'm struggling how to say this. I can see how people think that that's like my love language, like just kind of mess with me all the time. And, you know, just constantly cracking on, you know, my appearance or my football team or something like that. That's just everything. That's all that they ever say. Um, uh, I can see in some ways I've done that to myself because that's sort of the way that I project myself. And so people are like, oh, he's real lighthearted. That's the way he goes. But that's not always the case. Sometimes it's like it starts to wear on me, you know, and I think I wonder if that has something to do 
with my extroverted personality and always probably. Project. I mean, trash talk is my love language. So I, I you know, yeah, I, but you're not I like a hundred percent of the time always trash talking. There, there are some people that just kind of the only time they see me, it's like a, it's a crack on my, like I'm bald. Like I've been bald <laughs> for a long time. I don't need a. I know that. Yeah, like it's, it's. I know this. Baldness you know, and, and old so, age go together, Josh. Huh? Baldness and old age go together, Josh. That's what I heard. Our senior adult minister is, uh, he just had a birthday yesterday. That's Got my attempt. Full head of hair. That was my attempt to crack on your bald head. <laughs> it was a lame joke. <laughs> it was awful. It was it horrible. Even hurt. I was just on the fly quickly trying to come up with some way to come crack on your something. bald head. <laughs> right. So anyways, that's a, I think that's a weakness. You just have to, as an extroverted person, you just got to realize that when people are constantly messing with you, they think that that's, it, it, it's, it's almost like they're showing affection. I think some people are just rude. So those people, you know, you just got to be open about it. What about pre- preaching? I'm curious about that aspect of it. What does, what impact does extra being extroverted have on preaching? Right. Or a weakness. Um, I think like I could say that I have to struggle. I have to like step back and look at my sermons and say, okay, there can be a story about something I did. And then there could be a story about something someone else did. You know, like I want to break them apart because I would tend to just kind of talk about things that happened to me. And I mean that relationally, not look at me, look at me, but it could come off about me, you know, like. Well, that's certainly the case. Uh, Extroverts like to talk about themselves, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm guilty. But I'd say in 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 preaching, one of the things that I've done that is not always well received, and I have to be very, very careful about. You know, I'll. I'll, What's that? Has bathroom humor with Sam? It is bathroom humor. (laughs) Well, I yes, no doubt. There's no doubt about that. Um, That just comes with the territory of being a rainer. Um, We're we're a pull my finger kind of people. I mean, that's just who we are. Um, Josh, please tweet that out from the EST account. We're a pull my finger kind of people, Sam Rainer. The rainer. So, one of the things I do that, you know, I'll say something, I'll crack a joke and someone will laugh and I'll get an amen or, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do like, hey, how many of you don't raise your hands and somebody will raise their hand as a joke. I'll want to call that person out. And, and at times I've done that in my sermon, you know, I'll, you know, and I would only do it with people that I know really well, but it's almost like my extroverted nature carries over in my sermon to like wanting to have a conversation with an individual in front of everybody else. <laughs> and, and that's, I mean, that works. It it can, but it can also get you in a lot of trouble in a sermon. In a lot of trouble. So I have to be very careful. I will sometimes literally like somebody, something will happen that draws my attention to somebody it, it, while I'm preaching. And I'll just want to start talking to him right there. And uh, I can imagine that if you're an introvert, that like you're never coming back to my church. If that happens to you, you're, you're never <laughs> never coming back ever again. Uh, so you you ask about preaching. I would I would say that desire to actually interact with someone hmm. during the sermon is 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 something that I struggle with because I I want to do that. I find myself doing that. It doesn't happen often, but it you know it does happen, and I have to be careful about it. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Sam, tell us about the opportunity for our listeners with Church Answers and what they can get just because they're amazing EST listeners. Yeah. So, we have a new partnership with Church Answers and uh, Church Answers has a lot of different things that uh, make it a great organization. Um, I'm a part of the organization, so I guess I'm, oh, it's okay to say that. We're it's pretty fantastic. 
with my dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we do. We have this partnership with them where our listeners get a discount. And we've we've got this resource the last few episodes we've been talking about. It is Four Steps to Revitalizing Your Church with Tom Rayner. And it is seven hours of video, step-by-step instructions. It's got everything you need to get you started with revitalizing your church. Um, great resource. And our listeners, just our listeners, get $150 off this uh, this resource. They can get it for $247. It's usually like $400. Bucks. Um, so you go to my blog, samrainer.com. And uh, any of the podcast episodes that you see, EST, the little logo, just click on that. And uh, there'll be some instructions there for you to go get this resource. Uh, but yeah, it's just available to EST listeners. So we are very grateful to those of you who listen every week. And, uh, you know, whatever you're doing right now, you know, running on the treadmill, driving in the car, mowing your yard, I don't know. Um, we're, we're grateful for you guys. So thanks for, thanks for listening in. We do have this resource available to you for a very steep discount. So go check it out, samrainer.com. That's right. And as Sam said, we are so thankful that you are listening. Make sure you interact on Twitter at EST Church. We love uh, kind of the comments, the feedback that we get. A lot of it works its way into the show. So if you want to be a part of the show, send us your ideas and your comments, and we will check you out next week. Peace. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening.